Okay. Let's do it to it. All right. So first, first, first. Hi, Ashley. How are you? We already did that off air, but. Hi. Let's like, you know, keep up appearances. What's up? Yep. Anyway. So first I want to. (laughs) (laughs) First I want to apologize for this being a a touch late this week. I had to go to a funeral uh, on Monday when we normally record. So we had to reschedule. To be British about it. So we're going to go through this one. Um, and we are watching or recapping whatever we're doing. Podcasting about? I don't know, man. I'm all a shambles. We are giving our deep intellectual thoughts and analysis about... No, not really. This is episode seven and it's called Left Behind. The Last of Us. Season one, episode seven, Left Behind. So, okay. First, we're going to start like we always did with the video game. So this is not actually part of the original game. Um, it was a part of a DLC that came out, like, I don't know, six months after the game came out. The game came out in 2013, it came out in 2014, I don't know, so maybe a year, whatever. A little while after the game came out. Now, it was about a, give yeah. me the acronym again for the... Um, DLC, Downloadable Content. Okay. So an expansion to the game. Okay. Um, and I'm going to be real, real transparent, and everyone is going to hate it. I didn't like it. And it's not that I didn't like, like, I like this episode, and I like the story it tells. My issue is with the game itself. So the game is split into two parts. And much like this episode, it's it's kind of told in flashback. So in the game, um, you basically, um, Joel is hurt. You pull him into a mall. And like you're you're hiding him in a mall is before you before they show up in that that house that they show up in because that that happens in the game too, and um I didn't like it simply because I played the game for Ellie and Joel's relationship, and so like Joel's not really in there he just is kind of rolling around moaning because he got a chunk of rebar through his middle, so it's it's some of the 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 charm of the game I think is gone there, but I do like the story with Riley. Mm-hmm. Now, did you like the episode, the HBO episode? So, this is also hard for me. Because while I, I do like the story, and I like where it ends, it felt slightly too long to me. Um, mm-hmm. And this is... I, I like the episode, don't get me wrong. But I feel like every episode has been better than the last, to a certain extent. And this is the first one that kind of... I was like, okay... It's it's a, one of those things where, like, I've been so over the moon about every single episode mm-hmm. that, like, to have one that I just liked is kind of, like, a step back. Does that make sense? No, I got you. Yeah. You know, it just didn't do it for me. As much as I, as much as I do, I do, there are certain aspects of this episode that I truly love. Um, But for me, the core of, well, the magic of the story have always been Joel and Ellie. Mm-hmm. And I understand this is integral to who to like we get a flashback of Joel uh, you know we get to start it off with like I, it follows that we would f- see one of the defining moments of Ellie's life as well and I appreciate that it's just it, it feels like it kind of um derails the momentum of the season to a certain extent plus in the game what happens in the original game what happens is, is like I to- I think I told you in the game the game is split into seasons so Joel getting injured ends fall and then it jumps to winter, right? And for the first like couple of hours you play in winter, you don't know if Joel has survived. 
So it adds like that tension is cut. I love this episode. I know. Like, I, th- I feel I like knew, I knew I could like feel it. I could feel it through the TV. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it lost any momentum. I think that it's carrying on with the um, the show's kind of pattern. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. of laying out oh. these love stories and then just doing something to utterly gut you. Uh, yes. And then also, I, I liked that it did keep the suspense going with Joel. So there was the cliffhanger yeah. from season or uh, from episode six. six. And uh, I really had no idea what was going to happen. And then I'm happy in episode seven to see that he's still hanging around. Um I'm still very scared <laughs> yeah. for whether or not Joel is going to shuffle on off this mortal coil or not. Um, so let's do the recap. So we uh, cut to a neighborhood and we see basically a trail of blood and it is too much blood. I do not know how much blood is in the human body, but I feel like he's lost too much of it. It cuts to a house, the horses in the garage, which is again, just like the the games. Joel is hurt. Um, and he basically thrusts Ellie away. He's like, nope, 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 leave. Find Tommy. I can't do this. And I think it's because this is um, one of the major themes of the show that is not really a theme in the game mm-hmm. is Joel does not fear that he can protect Ellie. That's like, I'm sure it's like in there of his feelings. But like one of the major themes of the show is is Joel is... Um, He's worried he's missing a step. He's not as vicious as he needs to be to keep Ellie safe. And that's not. That's it's not, not in the really, game. That's not. That's, I like, picked that's that up something completely. Yeah. Yeah. Like you see this. He's like he cried. Like you know she tucks him in and she like goes to maybe you don't know leave. She runs up the stairs. When Joel sends her away. Mm-hmm. I was just struck by the selfless selflessness in that moment. Of how selfless that was to try to get her he's to safety, dad. even though he thinks that he's dying. So, yeah, it was really hard. It's so hard to exist in this world. Like this it whole is. episode from Ellie and Joel in the first scene to the backstory that we get with Ellie and Riley. That's what I was really just taken down by was how hard it is to exist in this world. And I like how um, I'm definitely starting to pick up an extended uh, metaphor, which there's a word for that. Is it a conceit? I don't know what it is. I don't know. But there, there's this, this extended um, kind of theme, this metaphor that's being drawn out about kind of in, a, in an existential way, like the perils of existence and like the threats that people face. You know, ju- uh, just being able to like live your life and have like, uh, you know, l- love the people in your life and have like a happy outcome. And I'm seeing that through all seven episodes. And at some point, I'm hoping that it'll coalesce for me into or solidify a little bit more into like a broader theme. So I'm interested to see if they carry that throughout all nine episodes of the show, because oftentimes zombie shows, yeah, they're about zombies, but they're often about something bigger. You know, they're about plague and disease or they're about war or they're about human nature so I think it's going in that direction and it has something to do with relationships it does have something to do with connection and like the human yeah and the human need what we have for each other um you oh I can't wait I cannot wait to the final episode 
Ooh. Okay. <gasps> anyway, I'm so excited. Um, I feel I, I feel like there's just gonna be shrieking. Anyway, um, so she runs up the like he throws her back. She runs up the stairs, and as she puts her hand on the doorknob, because they're in the basement of this building, flashback, and it's this auditorium. It's weird, low flickering lights, and my notes are literally do not care for flickering lights. Um, she's they're kind of running laps in the gym. A bully approaches. Ellie makes Fucking reference bullies. They're always and makes reference to a missing friend, and it basically tries to like push her around. And she makes the mistake of saying, "Well, you don't fight; your friend fights." And then, uh. That was not the correct thing to say on Ellie. And I love that there's a beat where you look at back at the bully's face and she realized she done fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ellie beats the ever-loving hell out of her. Well, they, like, cut. But, um... We don't see it, but we, we see, We don't see like, it, but we find Ellie out later she put her... at this lady. <laughs> yeah. We, we also find out later that uh, the bully got 15 stitches, which is a lot of stitches. As she deserved. Ellie fucked her up because I bet you she'd been messing fucked with Ellie for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. And then you don't talk about somebody's presumed dead friend. Like you, come on. I don't believe in like hitting people, but for that, like if you talk for about the dead, dead people, you don't speak ill of the dead. I kind of, yeah. Not people you care about. So there was some sad sack shit that was happening in this whole Fedra school track meet thing that they were doing. They're not. They're just running laps in the gym. I know that was a joke, but <laughs> so Ellie, she's like, how was she running listening to one of like Pearl Jam's already sad, but she was listening to like a super sadder, well, she, like an even well, sadder she's, Pearl she's, Jam she's song. Throwing her, she's throwing herself a pity party because Riley is gone. You don't, you don't run to sad music. So this is a lesson I mean, that I learned. <laughs> I mean, that she wasn't really running. She was going very slowly. She was more like shuffling. <laughs> That's my point. So the girl came up to her like, bitch, you're being slow. You're going to make us all have to do more laps. And I'm just like, Ellie, you're you're working against yourself because you're running to sad ass Pearl Jam. And I learned this lesson because basically I was I was Ellie. Like this whole episode <laughs> brought back so many fucking uh, high school memories for me. And uh, this was me like on the track team like running and like I was also on hurdle duty so I had to move the hurdles and I always got shit for being slow because I was running listening to the Smiths. <laughs> Why? Why Which would you, you do cannot that to really do because I was a sad child around people that I did not want to be around. I went to a boarding school so um so yeah even like the shit with like uh you know roommates and all of that like being sequestered away in this educational environment that's like steering you in a certain direction like yeah i totally identified with all of that anyway proceed all right so we get a cut to like the principal's office captain kwong and this is gonna make uh my notes just say prax um because that's the actor's character's name on another show called the expanse which i may force you to watch uh i tried I will force you. And to watch I didn't. It. I didn't hang in there with it. I see why it could be good, but it just—it oh, was too much. Good. It's it was like good. I gotta, I gotta fucking sit here and take notes and watch five seasons to catch up. Like whatever. No, no. it's Game of Thrones in space. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he plays a character called Prax in that, um, and he's a botanist, but not in this. 
he's a Captain Kwong, and he's basically trying to explain shit to Ellie, and she is being the most teenager-y teenager in the world. I like how he calls her she's so smart that she's stupid, because I've had that conversation with people. Um, usually, like, why are you like this, Julia? Uh, and I know you're smarter than this. And it's like, but I'm not, though. I'm not. See, I was not Ellie. Um, I liked this scene because he was laying out the playbook for her. Yeah. And I really appreciated him doing that. But I also got this underlying feeling that he is also an asshole and that he probably shows favorites. Based upon what criteria or characteristics, I don't really know. Even before hearing Riley's whole thing about they were going to put her on shit duty, Mm -hmm. I got a feeling that... I don't really completely trust not only just Captain Kwong, but then also the whole leadership of Fedra in terms of how they're, you know, steering their pupils. I don't necessarily do that either. But, you know, I don't see that what you're saying, mostly because he's prax. Um, So, but I like, I do like that he is, I mean, you can't trust, you can't trust the goddamn government. But I would, I, I mean, we get into it later. I think you see... I do think you see some of Ellie's intelligence in the arguments she has with with Riley later in it. She's clearly thought out thought it out a little bit more than Riley has. Oh, uh, yes. I want to let's hold on that cuz I do want to talk about that when we get there. Yeah. You have the the two pass, she sets out like a cup and a bunch of keys. Side note, the keys, uh, the little dog print you see on on them is Naughty Dog's insignia. Yeah, I saw that online. I was going to say that. Like, basically, he lays out that Fedra is holding it all together, which I don't know. I don't know in this QZ, but we have seen how quickly everything goes to shit in other QZs when Fedra's not there. I like that Ellie listens. I think This is one of those things where I think it's one of those things showing her intelligence. She's smart enough to listen. That she's she's like, okay, I'll be the officer. Yeah, I totally and, agree with that. Like, he lays out the game plan, and she's smart enough to pick it up. Um, so, yeah, I think he's right about Ellie. I don't trust him in terms of whether he's making those decisions equitably and based on, like, actual objective criteria. Um, so it cuts to later that night, and we're done with Prax, and I was sad about that. So I didn't realize until, like, way later that the reason that Ellie was upset was because she thinks Riley's dead in this moment. So I like the yeah. the way that they revealed that in the writing of the story. Like, no, they, they gave us the whole, your friend's not there, but we don't know why her friend's not there. Yeah. So well, it's we just know a, she's been gone. They were a little bit sneaky in the way they, they wrote things. I oh, okay. I, I didn't catch on that because I knew what happened. But, um, it... Cuts to that night, and Ellie is alone in a room. We see the empty bed across the room. Flights out is called. We get little looks around her room. She likes the moon. She likes dinosaurs. And then um, Riley sneaks in at, like, 2 in the morning. And in the game, she fake bites Ellie. And they kind of have that tussle they do. Which the, must um, have been terrifying. That's weird. I mean, it, it it went over just about as well as it did here with Ellie kind of like coming at her at like a million miles an hour and then be like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Riley was such a dick for sneaking in that window like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what a dick move. <laughs> well, how is she, she going to get in? 
She's run away. Well, dude, like tap on the window and like wake your friend up. Don't sneak in thinking it's going to be funny. I mean, kids are idiots. Um, Dick move, Riley. Yeah. So we find out she's been gone for three weeks. Allie thought she was dead. Allie asks, you know, where? Finds out she's joined the Fireflies. And she's like, that? No, prove it. And Riley is armed. And so she shows her her dog tag. I want to react to just meeting Riley. Because this is, you know her and all of this, but I this was my first time meeting her. So I love, like, when she first comes into the dorm room, it's clear and it's, it makes sense what the bully said earlier in the show when she was like, oh, you know, um, your friend's not here to, like, protect you or whatever, to fight for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's clear when you see Riley that she's clearly the protector in this relationship between Ellie and Riley. And, you know, she kind of has that, like, she has this really tough exterior and attitude, you know? So you could totally see Riley, like, coming at somebody if she has to uh, in a serious way, not just in the joking way that she does with Ellie. Like you said, Riley is a brawler. She is, like, she is, like, she's like, yeah, let's fucking fight, bitch. Like, we find out that she put Carol in the goddamn infirmary for, like, a week. But then also, Riley is, I think think at least like three years older than ellie right because she said about that she's 17 two. yeah so she's like about two, two two or three years older because she's 17 and ellie's supposed to be like 14 yeah ellie's about 14 she's about she's 16 she's about gonna... to be 17 yeah somewhere in there so the the role of her as protector makes so much sense because of that and also because of her fierceness so i loved meeting Ellie or Riley excuse me and then also I love seeing Storm Reed cast as Riley because anytime that she's, she's cast great. as anything she kills it yeah yeah like to the point where I kind of wonder if she'd gone up for Ellie and uh like they're like no but we have another one for you I, I, I don't know see that I could see that maybe she's a little bit too old but she might be a little too old yeah. though she I mean which is a shame or not it's too old but just too tall I guess yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's I think that's the they're right both one. older than what they play yeah yeah though Bella does look quite quite young she looks very very young I don't know um, it's because she's so teeny tiny she's like a yeah short she's very short thing. and she she does have she she has I think she's Still got little kid facial expressions that teenagers have that they try to hide as they grow, you know. But she still has those occasional bits of little kid facial expressions that I think also help sell her her youngness. Basically, they kind of they they just they fall into this very familiar bickering of friends, and Riley convinces Ellie to leave. They sneak out. Riley won't say where. They do almost get caught. You know, Ellie makes the point that Fedra is not quite as incompetent as Riley believes. There's a key piece of dialogue in their dorm room mm-hmm. before they uh, leave to go out into the city. So, you know, this is when Riley's trying to get Ellie to come out, basically. Yeah. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, out on the, <laughs> on the town, right? Yeah. Uh, to leave the, to play like hooky from the dorms, basically. Yeah. And... Riley asks her, do you trust me? Or you trust me, right? And Ellie says, should I trust you? And Riley says, with your life. And it was I watched this one twice. And it wasn't until the second time that I caught all the foreshadowing that they're doing around phrasing like that. Like, it comes up here and it comes up 
maybe one or two other times with the whole idea of trusting somebody with your life. Um, and then, of course, we know that, like, in a practical sense, Ellie shouldn't have trusted her plan that night to go out. There's foreshadowing, even from, like, episode six and even before, but, like, carrying all the way through this episode of the idea of trusting someone with your life and the peril that comes with that. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's I wasn't picking up what you were putting down. Yes, I concur. Um, so... Uh, they continue to sneak through the city. They sneak into an apartment building. And Ellie's... So this is a dumb thing. You're going to think it's a dumb thing I'm going to point out. Her flashlight starts to to, to flicker. Mm-hmm. And she shakes it and she bangs it. So this is a thing directly from the video game. It happens because there are segments where you have a flashlight and you got to... like, And it'll start blinking and flickering. And you have to like wang the controller to get it to, to work. And it makes the exact sound that it makes in the show. And I loved it. I loved it. This is another little 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 nod. Um, in the apartment building, they find a dead body and have the not freaked out uh, reaction that I think they should. Um, and they just they find that they, they observe that he clearly killed himself, and then they steal the booze um, and just kind of roll forward through the night as the body for some reason just falls through the floor. They sneak drinks on the roof. We learn, I think, in this segment that that um, what's important we learn is that Riley's parents clearly died in front of her. We don't know what happened, but we know that she, one, she had a family, and two, she saw them die. And we also learn that Ellie never had a family. She's been in Fedra school or Fedra camp, whatever, <laughs> um, probably since she was like an itty bitty. That's all she knows. yeah. yeah. They cover that, I think, in the first episode when she talks to Marlene, because Marlene mentions that she knows her in the very first episode when we meet Marlene. She's like, you know, I've known you since you were born. And she's like, I don't even know my mom. What are you talking about? Mm. Like, like, how do you know me? So like, it is it is referenced very, very early on, like, and that and that Marlene specifically put her in federal school to keep her safe. Mm. Um, I got to assume that we find out how Marlene was involved in that and why later on. I'm assuming I don't know. Okay. So we see Ellie be obsessed with Riley's gun. She wants to hold it. Um, And then Ellie kind of tells... Ellie always has a thing for guns. She likes guns, man. (laughs) Like, that's not a new thing with Joel. She always wanted her a gun. I mean, she was real persistent with Joel. Um, But, yeah, I I can... Like, if you're out in the wild, like... And there's things that like can that, that want to come and bite you. Like I would want a gun. Hell yeah. Like if I even if I went into like the wilderness, like and I there was wild animals, like I need I need a gun. Like humans alone are not particularly threatening animals. But so, mushroom like, zombies sure the fuck are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> um. Also, it doesn't help that Riley's not a great shot. But that's neither here nor there. Basically, they make their way. They run across the rooftops and into the mall, and it's just constant bickering all the way. Pure innocence, and like it's these so scenes wonderful when they're traveling from the dorm to uh, the area where the mall is. It was just so, it was so cute and innocent and sweet, and it totally reminded you of like being a kid playing hooky somewhere with your friends. So that was perfect, yeah. like pitch perfect. Yeah, they hit it on the nail. It's so wonderful to see this day of, like, them just being kids in this kind of horrible world. 
you know like it's it's nice to see that like humans are humans no matter what like they'll find these moments no matter no matter what what is actually happening in the world there will always be these small moments of happiness yes what i really like is is when they first get into the mall she like ellie can com- or riley can command ellie to do something like they get in and she's like go to the door go to the right the other doors like just stay there and at, ellie's like no and she's just like do it and ellie's finally like fine and just does it like she listens to riley more than she listens to joel she does I love that as well. I love the little like setup there. And oh my God, it took me a while to like realize what Riley was doing. I did notice. I'm like, this is a setup. This is a surprise. Okay, okay, okay. It took me too long probably to figure out, oh, there's a romantic color to this, that she's surprising this girl that she likes and trying to do something special for her. That took me a minute, and when I when that set in on me, I was like, ah, like rocking back and forth in my cow. I was like, ah, this is so cute. It was great. So I don't think it was originally romantic. Well, maybe I don't know because I like so. This is this is actually something I read. Um, remember that this that this took place like like the apocalypse happened in two thousand three. It's not at the same place we were when the world uh, we are, which is still not far enough in relation to LGBTQ issues. We don't necessarily know if, you know, post-apocalypse things have progressed as they have in real life. But like there's there could be a real risk here in what they're doing. Oh, that I mean, that's interesting if, like, Fedra doesn't like gay people or something. Well, like, we don't know. So, like, like society in general had not progressed as far as it had. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. But even if it was a no-no, you know, in Fedra school or for Fedra officers, I mean, you have to think about, like, Fedra would maybe probably be a lot like the military, too, and you have the history of Don't Ask, Don't Tell that was, you know, still around in, in 03, when things went to shit. So yeah, even if it was a no-no, you know, these two individuals I think would still like sneak out and Riley would still, it had the flavor of somebody doing like a, a birthday surprise or an anniversary yeah. surprise for something. Yeah, like it, it had that very like uh, romantic flavor to it. And it took me uh, until the carousel scene, I think to figure out that's what Riley was doing, at least in my opinion. I think I figured it out at the well. One I knew, but like I think I think the first tip to me was the um, the scene where they're in the um, in uh, Victoria's Secret and Ellie fixes her hair. Oh well, from Ellie's side, I kind of knew. Oh okay, I knew in the dorm room when she was staring at that empty bed. Like I kind of okay. knew earlier, but the the Riley part. Um, it was her way of saying goodbye, basically. Yeah. Okay, I see what you mean. All right. It's hard for me to see it. Like, I, it's, it's interesting. Because when, you already know everything. I already know. Um, but I think you're right. So I like that um, they come into the mall, and Ellie is just so touched that she plans stuff. The four wonders of the mall. I was touched to see plan stuff, too. I was like, oh, Riley. I know. It's so, so cute. cute. Um, the song in the elevator. Uh, or on the escalator, they play a song. Um, oh, it's, it's Aha. Yeah, it's the song Take from on me. the... Yeah, Take On Me. It's the song from um, 
Don't Google that. Don't Google El Elian take on me. Uh, it'll spoil stuff for you. But um, it's 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 in part two. It plays a big part in part two. That song. Mm. Um, and so I, I just like that little bit of foreshadowing. I like how much Ellie loves the escalator. Dog. <laughs> I like, <laughs> I like, uh, I like, I was like, it's just an escalator. And then I was like, can you imagine if you have to walk, walk up all the stairs? Like, all the time? That's how can you kids imagine? are yeah. with escalators. Like, I was like I that. One, I was afraid of escalators. But by the time Me I figured too. out how to get onto them, I was fucking mesmerized. I was like, I'm going up. The escalator's going down. I'm staying in place. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what kind of magic is this? Oh, my God. And goddamn Bella Ramsey. She was so cute. Also, maybe a little bit drunk on that I escalator. I think they're supposed to be. They've been, they, <laughs> you see them kind of drink throughout the episode a little bit. Yeah. Like, they're, taking, they're taking little shots here and there. And I think they're being drunk, I think, comes back to bite them in the ass later when they have to run from that fucking clicker. It's not a clicker. But um, that's, that's, it's a stalker. It's a different type. But yeah. Ugh, I hate Whatever. Uh, well, actually, like you do yeah, so much. Yeah, I did. That. I My just God. well, I just did well. Actually, you. It's a stalker. I fucking hate stalkers, and you need to know what they are. They're the worst. Go ahead. They hunt you. They hunt you in packs. It's every everything is a clicker to me. By the way, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. That's not gonna change. It drives me nuts. You and my mom. I'm like, no, they're infected. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> so as they're wandering, whatever, man. I I watched The Walking Dead, which you just take the name of what an action that it seems like they're doing, and then you just add ER on the end of it. So Ugh. there you go. <laughs> you and my mom. You and my mom are sometimes the same person, and it's a little freaky. That's where, but that's where Clicker comes from. That's also where um, Runner and Stalker and what were they called in in they're Walking call- Dead? Yeah, I don't know. They were called, um, damn, why is it escaping me right now? But anyway, each of the individual groups had different names for them, for the zombies. And they just took an action of the zombie and added ER on the end. So I'm mm-hmm. just like, cut out all the middleman and all of that, like, nomenclature. That's too much for like, I got to remember w- real shit, you know? Like, I can't remember this about zombies. You got to remember like things about your job. I know, I know. This is what I do. About my of- life. Instead of remembering <laughs> things about my life, as I remember things about video games I played. Anyway, so they're they're trundling through the mall. You see a Dawn of the Wolf. Um, I poster. loved it. <laughs> so this is a reference to the game. It, it shows up multiple times. It's it's supposed to be like a Twilight ripoff. Yeah, that's why I liked it because I'm like, this yeah. is Twilight. With the they're looking all like morose on the poster. <laughs> yeah, it's a Twilight ripoff because it was really big when the games came out. It's like, and, like somehow morose and also sexy. Yeah, <laughs> but as vampires and werewolves. Yeah. 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 Um. So they, you know, they talk about why certain stores are looted. They're just bickering their way through the mall until they get to the merry-go-round. So before we get there, there was another point of foreshadowing. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember where they were. Okay, so it's when they first go into the mall. Yep. And Ellie asks Riley, are you going to kill me? This seems like the perfect place to do it. So there's another oh, little shit, bit of that right. foreshadowing where they're alluding to what's going to happen next, which is Riley inadvertently getting Ellie in mortal trouble, both of them in mortal trouble. And 
I think it happens maybe one more time in the episode, but I just wanted to tie this back to Maria in episode six saying, be careful who you put your faith in. The only ones who can betray us are the ones we trust. It wasn't an intentional betrayal on Riley's part, but the idea of being close to people, bringing in additional hazard because of what those people might get you into or what they're into it always that always strikes me in zombie shows or in any apocalypse shows and i i feel like at least that they're calling back to what maria said in episode six and they're also explaining something that i wondered when i was watching episode six which was ellie seemed to be a little bit receptive to that message from maria and of course, I didn't know why as a as a TV watcher, because it hadn't happened yet. But I think that why she's receptive to that message a little bit didn't have to do with Joel, but it had to do with the experience that she went through with Riley. So that was another big like light bulb moment for me in this show, in episode seven. I think seven. you're right. Yeah, I could see that. She's already learned what Maria told her. She's already learned that lesson. And she learns it in two ways. The first is by Riley joining the Fireflies, which is a type of betrayal because Ellie is in federal school. And after she has that talk with Kwong, she has pretty much agreed to and kind of, what's the word that I'm looking for? She has pretty much mentally, at least, signed up for the idea that she's going to be a federal officer because that's the easier life to have. And so when Riley shows up, there's the initial betrayal of, well, one, you disappeared. I thought you were dead. That's one betrayal. Second betrayal is you show up now talking about you're going to make it so that we grow up to be enemies, like mortal enemies. That's the second betrayal. And then the third betrayal was Riley taking her out to the mall where there is danger, um, even though Riley doesn't know that. So anyway, I just wanted to tie all of that back to Maria. Well, I think it also ties back to when we hear it, that that um, fight Joel and Ellie has. Everyone has either left me or fucking died, except you. Yes. Um, yep. Riley, Riley did both. All of those threads from episode six and seven, these episodes are woven so closely together. Um, and it's one of the things that I actually like about how they're writing this show. And it's something that, I think I have a tendency towards in my own writing is that there's so many different places where you could leave off or pick up these episodes. It's almost like where they cut the episodes is more of a, like a discretionary choice about style and how long they want the episodes to be and kind of the, 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 the last kind of salient point that they want to leave you with. But to me, I kind of view this whole thing as like a one big long movie because everything is so tied together so tightly. And maybe one day I'm going to go back and binge the whole thing in like one oh, or two sittings. I feel like that's bad for your mental health. I know, probably so. It's like trying to watch, it's like that time when I binge watched BoJack Horseman and I was like, why do I feel so bad? And, and you're like, like, oh yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, why am I so depressed? Yeah. Oh, can't imagine why. You've been watching um, a show about a depression cr- horse. Yeah, depression. God. I still remember, uh, I think I, yeah, I read you the, the view from halfway down. That one still gives me, like, nightmares. Um, 
Anyway, so they get on the they get on the um merry-go-round and they ride and that look Ellie gives Riley and Riley oh, is like the carousel. Riley is Riley yes Riley is sneaking looks too that are equally as cute but Riley is be Riley is being like discreet about it and Ellie is not <laughs> Ellie is just like <laughs> oh, oh I love you like she's like gone it's so great oh it was it's so, so cute. Great. Oh, I loved it. It breaks. Um, then they bicker. They're fighting, fighting, fighting. And then well, you we, cannot this pass. is the part where it's... You cannot, you cannot pass in the carousel scene. The little, the carousel music that was playing. Yes, the cure. I knew you. I knew. I thought yes. my, yes. Just like heaven, which is one of, it was just so, it was really, it was romantic. It really was. And this was. was the moment where, yeah, let's do all of the, like, it was It was all of the romantic tropes. It was, you know, how many movies have you seen where there's a carousel scene and that's where they fall in love? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Just Like Heaven, that's also, you know, a song that's always used for, like, rom-com soundtracks or whatever. Uh, but it's also like an actually very romantic song, like as it goes for like post-punk kind of gothish type music mm-hmm. in the rare instances that they're happy, like <laughs> in the rare instances that uh, Robert Smith wanted to sing about something else other than like being sad and alone and threatening idly to off himself. He was really great at talking about love and like what those feelings are like. And to have that little instrumental, like the like xylophone or whatever instrumental playing in the background of Just Like Heaven, it was so good. <laughs> and the, the the lyrics are like perfect. If you go, you know, listeners, go and like look, listen to Just Like Heaven or look up the lyrics and you can like hear, you know, Ellie having these thoughts about Riley and what, you know, that type of infatuation uh, feels like as a young person. So it was so great. Oh, it was so great. Oh, so I knew you'd love it. I knew you'd love it. I was like, the cure started playing, and I was like, oh, Ashley's gonna fucking love this. Um, but this is the scene that I kind of we bore reference to a little bit. Like we learned that Riley was set up for sewage detail, and like that's the real reason she left. I would have um, left too because fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be in the sewage. Like, yeah, whatever. Um, so they then they proceed on to the photo booth. I like that Riley had the old world money. They have fun. It's a little awkward in the in the photo booth, like because you know, um, uh, Riley gets all up all over Ellie, and then it's like it gets it's like a little bit too much. Like ooh. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, I did. I didn't. I didn't notice it on the first viewing. I noticed it on the second one. Mm. It was very cute. Aww. Um. <laughs> And then they proceed to the video arcade. And I love, so this is the thing that I absolutely love, is Ellie stands in front of it and she goes, this is the most beautiful thing I have ever seen. Yeah. And Riley goes, yeah, looking at Ellie. And I was like, oh. Oh, was she looking at Ellie? <laughs> she does. She kind of, she does it very furtively. She Aww. doesn't, it's not, she doesn't do the full stare, but like there's a, there's a time when she, she like does. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, this was her way of being like. I'm leaving, but like I want to have one last good night with my girl. You know what I mean? It's yeah. so cute. Ah. It's so cute. I love it. I love so it. So cute. Um, oh, dog! So- did you ever? Um, speaking of like school flashbacks, 
I actually mm-hmm. did that. What? I did that when I was um, was it fifth, uh, fourth grade or fifth grade, somewhere around there. I was like ten, you know. And you have that like first kind of like crushy crush, right? Mm-hmm. Where like you think like I'm about to be a big kid, like double digits, Aww. like I got a real crush. So um, it's when my family moved from one state to the other. And I did that. I did the last ditch. Like, I've been feeling you all all school year. Like, you know, here's my chance to, like, you know, let you know. I did Aww. that. I just, oh, like, cute. remembered that. The most random thing. I don't know. My family has never moved. So. Yeah. Like, I've never, like, we, I've never moved away. I, I grew up in, well, you, you've been. I, I mean, we moved, but we moved in the same district. So it was, like, we didn't, I didn't even leave the district. Yeah. Yeah, but that was the clutch time for, uh. Oof. Yeah, that's that's that is a good time to lay it all out. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, so, it worked, by the way. But you know, I moved, so whatever. <laughs> what are you gonna? Also, you were in fourth grade. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. All right. So they play Mortal Kombat. So and they have a blast and a half, and it's very very cute. Oh, it's so good. So this is actually a significant deviation from the game. So one, they didn't have the rights for Mortal Kombat in the game. It was a game called um, The Turning. It was a Mortal Kombat-like game. And you play as a character, I think it's called like Angel Eyes or something, whatever. Um, and it's really, really great because what happens is, is the game is in fact broken. Like it, it's just showing snow on the screen, right? Um, so Riley, you you sit there and the animation is actually beautiful. The animation is just Allie's face playing the game. And Riley um, describes it to you. So she describes like the like what you have to do and like like the combinations you have to do and it's this, this wonderful cute, like this just cute little moment where you play this game eyes closed again like you're not you know and Riley is describing it to you off screen and so it's it's just this beautiful little moment it's one thing I, it's one of the places where I very much so like what they did in the game more than what they did in the show however it's not going to really work for 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 this medium so i understand why i had to change um and it's it's just a very very sweet and very touching touching it's going to sound weird but like a much more intimate scene in the games yeah no that makes perfect sense doesn't sound weird um so as they're pa- playing there's this pan out to a doll shop and you see the clicker or it's Stalker in the wall. See, now you got me doing it. Um, so this is actually a reference to the game as well. So in the, like, this, that doll shop is the doll shop in the other mall. And you do find, they're not, you find a dead person there. Um, but they're just, they're just straight dead. And then they I knew of, that something was coming. Because the episode to. was too happy. It's always that way. Like this, th- actually, one of the, one of the things I really like about this episode is that I think it captures the. I think what I was trying to explain to you about the game, which is this. It's beautiful. You're seeing these like legitimately beautiful things, and you know something bad. It's like this, this creeping dread. I think is yes. Like, and there's nothing there. There's nothing like. Until that, until the stalker, they show the stalker, but, um, but like even throughout the beginning of the episode, you just, like, something's just wrong. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. it starts. It There's starts anxiety early. from the beginning. Yeah. So and the like, reason that I watched this a second time was when I watched it the first time, 
I was terrified all the way through. Like, I was, like, doubled over in the fetal position, like, almost, you know, just, like, staring over my glasses at the TV, like, oh, dog, like, something bad, something bad's gonna happen. Like, I did not enjoy the cuteness of the episode the first time. So I went back and rewatched it and tried to wipe my brain of the anxiety, you know, of being in fear for them because I knew what was going to happen the second watch. And I just tried to enjoy it in like a pure way. Um, So those are very two interesting experiences for me to have watching the show. Like the first time, pure anxiety. I did not find anything cute. (laughs) And then the second time, I was just like, oh, love. (laughs) Uh, They finished playing. Um, Ellie tries to leave. But Riley uh, is like, oh, I got you a gift. And and uh, Ellie's like, well, I do love gifts. And it's the pun book, volume two. So that cute. We see, we see <laughs> earlier in the season. And they tell jokes. I like that they don't understand the one about screenshots. Um, I think I mentioned that earlier. Is, is that like there's some jokes. You'll hear them tell jokes um, that they don't understand because they don't get the reference. Yeah. And this is one of them. Okay. Um, Am I crazy? Or does the author's name in the book mean something? It's Will Livingston, isn't it? Yeah. Doesn't isn't that signaling that Ellie's gonna live? Like, do you want like mind blown? (laughs) No, I'm just saying my mind is blown, dog. Okay, all right. (laughs) You can't ask me questions I know the answer to, Ashley. (laughs) You're killing me. You're killing me. That was not a question for you. That was me saying that they're throwing in, um, they're throwing shit in. They're throwing in like hints and, and Easter eggs. I think was it was it called Will? It was Will Livingston in the video game yeah, as well. I think so. Yeah, mm. I think so. Yeah. Um. So they're telling jokes, and then Ellie finds the uh, pipe bombs, and she is most displeased. Yeah. And Riley's like, oh, well, we're not going to use them anywhere you are. And, like, at this point, it becomes, like, really, really clear. And Ellie calls her on this pretty immediately that she is naive about the fireflies. Like, that, you know, this is dangerous. What she's doing is dangerous. And, like, it could get not just, you know, Riley killed, but Ellie as well. And that, you know, if, if it stays that way, Riley could hurt Ellie. And so this is when she finally cracks and we learn Riley is being sent to Atlanta. The Atlanta QZ. This is her last night in Boston. And she just wanted to stay goodbye. And Ellie, because she's, you know, a child, was like, well, you just did. And just like storms off. Then she comes back and they we finally see the fifth wonder, which is the Halloween store. And we see, we see, this is what I think of like, why she really joins the Fireflies. This is like, this is kind of what I was, uh, like that, that thing where, you know, she says, oh, she ran into Marlene and she was impressed with her. I think this is the real reason of, of, you know, she wants to belong again. She matters to them. Um, you know, she, she misses that feeling of belonging and clearly Fedra is not giving that to her. You know, what I think is really important is is that, you know, she goes, Riley says, I matter to them. And Ellie goes, you mattered to me first. Yeah. And so they kind of make up. They throw on, um, they put on some music and dance party. The masks are a reference to the game. This is actually a part of the game that, uh, the game that happens a bit earlier. They find this Halloween store and they kind of, you wander around the store putting on different Halloween masks. 
Are those the same masks that they use? Yeah. Oh, nice. That's cute. There's multiple masks, um, but those are two of them. Yeah. And like the dancing scene happens a bit later in a different in a different store. Um, and there's a water gun fight that happens as well, but that's not gonna like like that's like one of the things when Ellie is going to find water. She asks her, like, "Did you find water guns?" Um, oh, that was a reference di- to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and very dinosaurs. cute. Yeah, she asks about dinosaurs too. Tuck that one away in your head. So they have this dance party, and I love they're just dancing, dancing. Da- it's so cute. It's also this is also the same music that was in the games. And I got Ellie you, babe. Po- yeah. Mm, so cute. One. A great version of it, too. Yeah. Etta James. Yeah. They pull up the mask and she goes, don't go. Okay. And they kiss. And it's so wonderful. So how much was she sold on fed- on um, going to the Fireflies? So anyway. I, think that's, I think that's the thing is, is she wanted to belong. Mm-hmm. She wanted to belong. She wanted to feel important. And Ellie has now clear, clearly showed her. No, no, no. You're important to me. You belong with me. And so that's... Like... Yeah, I love that. I love how easy it was for her to accept that just when she's simply asked. That was so great. Yeah. And then I love this little little bit of where, like, she pulls back and she, like, apologizes for a second. And, like, there's this fear on her face. And she says, I'm sorry. She goes, for what? And then she says beautiful like this wonderful absolute phenomenal like radiant smile that could light up like it just lights up the screen it's wonderful and then the infected shows up yeah and this is a yes go ahead uh ellie poor little thing she was trying to work up the courage the whole night yep (laughs) to do that and she finally did but when she did that's when i knew I was like, oh, uh, yeah, they're going to die. <laughs> like, they're going to die. Because well, this is when it happens. In, And I love, like, uh, I love, like, the classic tropes sometimes. Whenever somebody finds love or, like, they kiss or, like, have sex in a movie, in a, in a zombie movie or in a horror movie, they mm-hmm. die afterwards. So that's when I knew. I'm like, okay, this is all cute. Y'all up on that counter now. Well, but... The clicker's gonna come. <laughs> it's a stalker. But uh, <laughs> But we know. We know what happened. They they set it up and they lowered the boom with mm. that kiss. I loved it. Oh, it so cute. Oh, it's so cute. Um, but they both get by bit. I also what did you think about this like fight with the infected? I think this is a lot more visceral of a fight than we've seen so far. Like and I also think it's What's interesting is, like, so in the games, you fight a lot of infected, like, hundreds of them, right? But they can't do that in a show, because whatever. So I like the fact that this is just, like, you don't even really see them get bit. Like, it's not, like, a a thing. They they don't even realize immediately that they've been bit. Ellie doesn't. And... And that's what made it effective, was the y- slow yeah. reveal. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that it's... The fact that it's so quick, it's just, it's one, it's one stalker and it got both of them. Yeah, I thought it was a great scene. I thought it was choreographed really well. It felt really realistic to me. Yeah. Like from the moment that Riley, you know, she she shoots and she lands a couple with that gun, but you know, it's not going to take it down. Mm -hmm. And then just the mad scramble to get away from the, uh, the stalker 
and like trying to hit it with like whatever kind of bat or instrument Riley had. It was just very stressful. I knew that they, or I felt in my heart that they were both going to get bit. Um, obviously, because Riley isn't around anymore, you know, and I don't think they would have separated if Riley was still alive. So I knew that. I knew that Ellie had gotten bit in the mall. So yeah, I knew it was coming, but it was just a matter of like waiting to see when it was going to come. And um, that clicker was, it was like legitimately scary. It was ferocious. It was relentless. Like they were in it together till the end. You know, they the, the different moments at which they jumped in to save each other. And yeah. even though they ultimately couldn't, it was just, it was really impactful. And it really showed how badass these two little girls are. <laughs> like Ellie comes up and like shanks it in the side a couple times. She finally yeah, she gets, gets it in like, the neck. Yeah, or the head. I'm not sure which part of the body. Yeah. So I guess that Fedra had been maybe teaching them how to fight. I don't know. I'm assuming. Or maybe they're just, you know, badass little girls. I have no idea. But I thought that the choreo for that fight was great. Uh, I'm just asking because I believe I was reading my notes for last week and I mentioned that the violence quotient would be up. And I thought that they were going to mix in parts of this with some things that happened in next week's episode. So I thought... um, I thought that was going to happen, but I think we'll see some stuff next week. So they both get bit. Ellie tries to like scrape the the cut off. And just a little bit of things that I like is is that um you can immediately see that uh Riley's bite is worse than hers. So if you look when Riley shows her bite, it's starting to get red and like look kind of infected and gnarly, okay. and Ellie's doesn't. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you can already see yeah, okay. but she doesn't. She doesn't know. I didn't and notice that. Yeah, I I clocked it. I I clocked it on the second viewing. Yeah, Ellie or Riley rather notices Ellie's bite on her arm first. Mm-hmm. I think you can already see it in her face that she also knows that she's bitten. But you're kind of watching both of them have the dawning that the realization that the other one is bitten. And how yeah. heartbreaking that is. And yeah. Ellie kind of has this, it's it's a it's a quieter reaction. It's disbelief. It's, you know, you totally feel the doom set in on her. That at that yeah. point she thinks she's gonna die. But it's definitely more muted than her reaction to seeing that Riley was bit. <sighs> And she well, just goes fucking ham. <laughs> like she loses it. Well, you see it. her. You see her like scrape her arm, and you see her like, no, no. You see her be angry until Riley shows the that she's been bit too. You don't see her be sad. It's when Riley shows she's bit too that you see her be sad. I, I think she's... that it it makes total sense with what, like I said, like I believe the show is trying to say. It's not just relationships between people, but it's almost like. What's the point of those relationships? What's the import of those relationships? That's why I called it existential before, because it's like, what's the purpose of all of us being here? You know, the thing that hurts these characters most is losing the people that they love. Um, So those actors played that so fucking well. They're so good. They're so perfect. We have a quick flashback. Yeah, we see Ellie flashback to present and she's searching the house. 
Right. Trying um, to find something to help Joel. Trying to find something to help Joel. It's clear. She's not going to leave him because, and as we see, because Ellie didn't leave her. And this is a speech. I, I wrote because it Because Riley didn't leave her. Yeah. Because Riley didn't leave her. Yeah. So it says we have two options. Um, option one, we take the easy way out. It's quick and painless. I'm not a fan of option one. Two, we fight. There are a million ways we, we should have died before today. There are a million ways we can die before tomorrow. But we fight for every second we get to spend with each other, whether it's two minutes or two days. We don't give that up. I don't want to give that up. She says, option two, we keep going. Yeah, we, yeah, we keep going. We fight. Yeah, that was yeah. lovely. And that's all, like, that's all that it is, you know? And it's just, oh, it was just so good. Like, I know this show is set in the zombie apocalypse, but it feels so much like real life because... yeah. And you know, like I'm a I'm a stoic as well. So in a certain way, what happens kind of doesn't really matter. You know, like we get so caught mm-hmm. up in like all the different things that could happen in our lives, like oh, you know, uh, boyfriend girlfriend stuff, and you know, stuff at work, and uh, even you know, more serious stuff. You know, like we we all have to, you know, stay on top of like our health and our sanity and not become murderers and things like that. But at a certain, at a certain level, like none of it really matters as long as you have this moment and you never relinquish your, yourself, your humanity, your right to exist in that moment. That's it. That's everything. I I love that, that scene from Riley because I totally felt like even though she was obviously extremely sad and devastated and that actor by the way did such a great job of playing like that deep melancholy that comes with knowing that you're gonna die yeah and how quiet she was as opposed to how Ellie's completely off the rails yeah Ellie was but yeah when when Storm Reed lays out those lines about you know, I choose option two because what else is there? You have to keep going for as long as you have. That is the quest for survival that we're all on. And I'm really trying to pull this together. I feel like what the show is saying is if you're if you're still a part of that quest, if you're still partaking in life and you have somebody that you love with you, like all the other threats, all the other um, adversities you could face, mushroom zombies. The fact that I... they're going to get you doesn't really matter if you have the fact that you're still here and the fact that you can love. That is the only silver lining or that's the only bit of light that's shining through the darkness in this very terrible situation that these people are in. And I love every uh, second that they like I love- build that out and expand on that theme. So I'm not going to say anything, uh, but I'm going to ask you to hold on to that thought and revisit it in episode nine. Okay. <laughs> I, I I don't need that. Just let me have my hope. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not like I. You're on to something here. I I like what you're I I. Like you're you're making me re-examine what I've seen, and I'm connecting it to something I know, and um, because you're not, 
I don't know how to, I don't know how to I don't know how to say this because you're right. I believe that is the theory that the that the game and the show are are we have each other and that's what matters. And you live your life and that's what matters. That's all that anybody's ever trying to do ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's the ball game. Well, they've mentioned I've I've heard them I've heard the creators speak about this and the the, the show the theme of the show is love. Yeah. Um and all and all of its beauty and horror. Um and and we are seeing like that's kind of the dichotomy I think of the show of like the beauty of finding love but the horror of when you lose it. Mm. And yes. so like that's why I think we have this constant push and pull. That's I think what I'm trying to say. Um, but uh, I like that. Yeah, and we end with uh, like Riley's uh, two video game players, like their his her most famous line of "We could just be all poetic and sh- shit and lose our minds together." And they hold each other, and it's so sweet the two of them just holding each other. Yeah, and it cuts back to the present day, and um. She finds a needle and thread. Ellie goes back to save Joel. Yeah. And yeah. she sews up Joel and they hold hands, which is so sweet. So sweet. Um, and they thought that little handhold pause was very, very sweet. And she sews up Joel. And the episode ends. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Question. Yes. What did you think about the sewing up of Joel. Did you think that was going like to work? Medical. So this is what I'm going to. What this is what I'm going to say. One, from a medical perspective, yes, it will work. Um, I agree. So the thing I think is, it is will that help. I don't know if it work, will help. So that's the thing is. Help. So I have I, I I've completed EMT training, and one of the things they tell you is is like if someone is bleeding out, you stop the goddamn bleeding. Like there is no you worry about infection or anything. Like you address the most pressing issue. So you're mitigating. Like, you're both mitigating so harm like, and risk. Yeah. To keep the so person in this, alive. So in this case, Joel is still bleeding. Um, it's not an arterial bleed, or he would be dead by now. So he is bleeding. Like now, do I think he needs antibiotics? Oh hell yeah! But what the first thing he needs to do is stop the bleeding. Like I, it's clear. Like. I don't think the bowel has been perforated. So, like, this is not a great injury. And infection is, like, the, the secondary concern here. But um, especially because uh, he was stabbed through his clothing, which would mean there's a high likelihood that there is clothing in the wound, which means it will f- it will get infected. Um, but, again, the first priority is stop the bleeding. Right. And the the things that I thought about, because, you know, when I first looked at it, I'm like, okay, she she's doing triage. That's what she's doing. She's trying to mitigate yeah, the triage. harm. Mm-hmm. Seeing the way that he was stabbed and with the implement that he was stabbed with, that like ha- that bat handle shank thing. Yeah. He got it shanked. looked like it went pretty deep. And you would have to assume or hope that he got very, very lucky and that it didn't it didn't uh puncture any internal organs that would cause the bleeding to be worse so i'm looking at this and i'm like okay he has this huge gut wound to the abdomen of all places there's a lot that you can hit there 
to where like it's you're where just most gonna, of your guts are you're just gonna die buddy or you're gonna get a severe infection and then you're just fucked so i'm like how how is sewing up gonna keep joel alive because i assume that joel's gonna live at this point so this is what this is basically what i thought so your One, prediction is joel is gonna live for this episode that is my prediction and i think that the way that he comes out of this is that he maybe did get lucky in that the internal injury is not worst case. Uh, I think her sewing it up, she probably had some first aid training or something. It's very smart because basically what that's going to help do is one, you can limit further pathogens or nasty things getting in there by closing up the wound. And then mm-hmm. also if you, um, if you if you put Mr. Potato Head back together, <laughs> if you put Humpty Dumpty back together as best you can, the idea of sewing him up is that the the wound, at least the part that she sews up, will start to clot, and that will help control some of the bleeding. And then the things you have to worry about is internal bleeding. And again, I'm just hoping that he got lucky and that there wasn't either a, a major artery that was caught or that he wasn't stabbed in one of his vital organs or something like that. So... That's still a concern for me. Infection's still a concern for me. But as long as she's sewing him up and they continue to apply that apply that pressure, I feel like she can get him through at least until someone else comes along or she goes and goes up the road and finds somebody to help him. So that's what I'm hoping. Interesting. I think you're right. You don't um, have to say anything. That's just. What I'm, I'm not going to say. It. I'm not going to say anything. I think. I think. Yeah. I think closing the wound is. It's like. I, like I said, he's still actively bleeding. Like you need. You need to close the wound. He. You only have so much blood, <laughs> and you need it. Yeah. But yeah. But it's so better, to close it up is better than nothing because you at least start. Yeah. The if, if it stopped. Yeah. Like you know, he's he's still bleeding. You, you close that goddamn wound. <laughs> now here was the other foreshadowing piece mm-hmm. that was. In the show. I guess this is three or four at this point. I lost track. But when Riley breaks in through the window. Yeah. At the very beginning of the episode, Ellie screams at her. I should have fucking stabbed you. Which uh, that's not really foreshadowing. It's more of a callback because of how they place the order of what happens to Joel. But in Ellie's world, in the Last of Us timeline, it's foreshadowing. But for us watching it. It's a callback mm-hmm. to present day when Joel got um, stabbed. Oh. And what else did I want to say about that? Oh, okay. The next thing I wanted to say about this was a prediction, which I'll say it. I'll say it now because it's related to stabbing. Okay. In the next episode, I wonder if we're going to see Ellie stab Riley as a means of putting her out of her misery after she after her brain gets taken over. So that's I... just you don't have to answer. That's just what I'm wondering. I don't know. So that that I don't know. So that in the game it it ends like like I don't. I I suppose we could, but I think like Bill and Frank, they will be given privacy in the end. Okay, um, so we might not come back to it. Yeah, I think that might be the close of 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 Riley, because I suspect Ellie did have to put her down. But I don't know that I want to see that. To be honest. Yeah, I'm curious about what happens after that so i i do want to see it there's 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 been enough child murder in this show um that's true i don't want to see it if it's by the gun that riley has but if it's something else that's less that's more 
uh, gentle, then I would want to see it. Yeah. Well, we know, like, I mean, it's been Or implied. at least have it explained to us. I don't know that I need the visual. Oh, well, it's implied that Ellie did it. Because um, in the scene where she shoots that guy, when he gets the jump on Joel in Kansas City, he goes, I'm sorry you had to hurt that guy. You should never have to do that. And she goes, it's not the first time. Oh, so you're thinking that that's Riley? I'm thinking that's Riley. That's mm. the first time she What's hurt What's the first someone. time that she killed someone? Yeah. Interesting. That's very interesting. Well, I think it hurt someone. Um, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think that falls back to the debate of... Um, and it's a debate in the game as well of are the infected still there? Like, do they die when they're infected? Like, is that it? Or are they still there? Yeah. So if she was gone... She didn't. She didn't kill anybody. Yeah, I gotcha. She, you know, but now we come to our our sections, the superlative sections. So Woo, superlatives. Our first section. Well, we. I think we already discussed the. Did you like it? Yeah. Um. I think you enjoyed it. Um. I a loved great deal it more than I did. It's right um, up there with Bill and Frank to me. I, I think that those are the best episodes. Like, shout out to the 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 Rainbow Coalition. Yep. <laughs> The Rainbow Coalition is something else, but you know, shout out to the community. Yeah, um, I think it's great. I I I love. I liked it a lot. Um, I think I like watching you experience it or hearing you experience. I think that's that's changed my mind a little bit. I think my experience is somewhat colored by I think a bit of my disappointment with 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 the game. So I might not be the most impartial judge. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. So we come to our first section, which is to the edge of the universe and back. Your favorite moment. Oh, my favorite moment was that carousel. Me too. It was so good. It was so... I specifically... The the specific... It was so great. Specifically, Ellie staring just like dumbfounded at Riley. Oh, oh I loved it. Oh, I loved it so much. Um, Endure and survive. Your least favorite moment. When they reveal the bites to each other. Yep, when they get bit. Yeah. Did not, don't care for it. I mean, um, it was ultimate high in this episode and ultimate low. It's rough. Yeah. Um, Almost back to back. <laughs> yeah, it's, the game will do you dirty like that. Um, when you're lost in the darkness, your least favorite character. The fucking clicker. Uh, I have, <laughs> yes, I have the same. The stalker or... or Maybe Joel, because he's so mean. He's he's reverted back to his mean Joel face in the in the in the opening of the episode. Oh, when he pushed her down. Yeah, I mean, I know he's stabbed, so he does have some mitigating circumstances. But also, Joel, get a goddamn grip. He was just trying to anger her into going away, into leaving. I and know, saving but that's like old Joel. After they'd all been all cute and cuddly in the last, they finally had like their epiphany, and now he's like, no, no. Yeah, I understood um, it, Joel. I got it. I understood it, which is why it's mostly the stalker and then and poor little uh, joel we didn't talk about joel very much this episode but yeah <laughs> yeah he's in a rough he's in he a bad was... spot he's gut stabbed yeah he was in a very bad spot and doing, um his life doing was a little, flashing before his eyes doing a little cry mm-hmm. uh, and the way that he let him that got me at the end when he let him when joel let her sew him up yeah because it's like 
that's that's really a desperate position to like let a little girl with needle and thread that she found that somewhere. she found somewhere and he's just like he looked at her like bitch i don't know if this is gonna work but i'm gonna let you do it hold my hand <laughs> hold my hand while i scream <laughs> yeah i like that i like it was the hand holding that i really loved this is like because that's like they don't really touch much in the game yeah so like these like and again it's probably because it's hard to animate um, on the game, they don't do that little snuggle moment, which is very cute. They don't have that little um, shooting moment where she teaches her to shoot. The one thing they do in the game that I really liked for, for two reasons um, is, is that when you are crouched down and like you're both crouching behind a, a thing, it was Joel would position his body around Ellie. And I always liked that. Uh, just because one, the cover system in games has uh, evolved a lot, but oftentimes if you had two people crouching behind an area, one of you would get kicked out, and it was really frustrating in a game that if like the non-player character, so like Ellie in this case, like would crouch behind something, and suddenly you would be pushed out of cover and get shot. Eh, video games—they've come a long way. So to see them have like cleverly done that, and to kind of also do it in a way that imparts that furthers the story. I just always, I like that attention to detail in the game. Right. Were they like the first it. game to do that or one of the first? Uh, I think it, it might've been, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't say, but I know like there was many times in many games I played where you would, you would like, that would be a problem. Right. I don't even play a lot and I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the first uh, round of like Mass Effect, it would happen a lot, which is a different gaming company but like you have you travel with two companions in that in that game and they they help you they shoot stuff with you um and like if they try to take if you both try to take cover under behind the same thing like they could force you out and then you would get shot and then you'd be like motherfucker so before we move on from here just one more thing about their little their hand holding during this it was wonderful. surgery scene basically it was wonderful ellie becomes a like talented surgeon hands touched by god apparently so it, the the way that the, it was just the way that they caressed each other's hands and also the camera's focus on it without words just said to me we're in this together like ellie you know like i joked like joel looked at her <laughs> like bitch i don't think this is gonna work but she looked back at him like bitch i got you <laughs> like that's what i picked up without words from the way that they shot that they got each other i love it yeah, i'm just ready they're going to fu- i'm ready to go they're 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 going to fight for every second we need to get joel well we're going to they're going to fight for every second yeah that was that was it just like riley said yep it's it's riley's words that she's hearing um, in our ears. Yep. And so, next last segment, which is look towards the light. Your favorite character. Oh, it was Riley. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I continue yeah, my trend. Of- she was she was the best. I just love how she bosses Ellie around. Yes, I'm continuing my trend of uh, giving it to the the new character, but she deserves it. Yeah, she's great. Storm um, Reed. She's crushing it. You're gonna be giving something to the new characters next week. Did you see the um? Did you see the preview? No, I've stopped week? watching the previews. Uh, because there's a white man who uh, a white is, man. Yes, a white man who's who's a white man. You have to say it like that if you're really white. White. 
um, who's featured prominently in the um, in the preview for next week, and that is Troy Baker, who played Joel. Nice. So I just wanted to be like, if you saw that dude, that's why he like you see him repeatedly in the preview for next week. Why you see this one dude who you're like, who's this one dude? It's 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 Joel. So our last section is uh, predictions. So what I think you predicted that Joel will survive. Do you have any other predictions? Uh, yes. I predict that if we see what happens to Riley and Ellie after they get bit, that Ellie will stab Riley. Yeah. Um, I don't want that to happen. Um, and then my third prediction that I had was that I don't know if we're going to see this, but I want to know how Marlene got her hands back on Ellie. I don't really know if I have a prediction for this. Either Marlene comes to the mall because that's where Riley was posted, which is probably most likely. So I guess that'll be my prediction. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't. Well, again, it's going to be violence. Violence is going to pop off. Uh, I think we saw a slight uptick in the violence this week, especially because we had a very, um, what do you call it? Like a very visceral fight with the infected that we haven't really had for a while. And um, I predict. I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything. I'm just. I'm really eager to see your re- reaction to next week's episode. Okay. Very eager. Uh, I will respect that. I won't push you to say anything. Uh, it's it's hard because it's. I can't tip. I don't want to like you. I don't want to tip it. No, I don't. What happens? Want you to. Yeah. Um, but it's one of the. For me, at least, I'll say this. It's one of the scariest segments of the game for me. Oh, no. I had a very hard time with it. Yeah. I don't understand how anybody could play this game. I'm, I'm sure that it's a just as beautiful a game as it is a show. I just don't see how you game players survived playing this. It seems well, way too scary it's pretty short. and emotionally hard. It's oh, The second one is worse. Yeah, I don't. Is it fun? Or is it like no. just the story that keeps you so in it? The, so the game is fun. Like it's mechanically fun. Um, and the story is very, very compelling. And it's hard to explain, but like you, like, like the writing is so good. It's like you immediately like Ellie. Like you meet her and like there are times when you are angry at Joel and the way he acts and you immediately like Ellie. So like you just want to keep spending time with Ellie. She's like this cool person you want to spend time with. And like you have to remember they have that it's, it's why are they try, traveling to to travel where they're going they're traveling to save the world so like you have this kind of compulsion to go forward because you have to save the world okay yeah that's the same reason i'm watching the show i guess yeah right. yeah yeah all right man all right well that was a it was a great show i loved it if you guys have any comments easter eggs because even though I don't know the game, I really enjoyed that Naughty Dog keychain Easter egg. That was fun. Dawn the, of the Wolf. The Twilight. Yeah, the Twilight poster Easter egg. That was fun. So if you guys have any Easter eggs um, or anything else to comment on yeah, about our episode. Yeah, anything that I missed. Or anything that we missed, uh, email us at tviuslifepod at gmail.com. Or um, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. All right. So until next time, Julia. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from our listeners. Follow or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts 
and send your comments, theories, and just any general feelings you have about what we covered this week to tviuslifepod at gmail.com. And we may cover it on an upcoming episode. Thank y'all for listening. Until next time, take care of your characters and each other.